Welcome to the Eco Psychology Project podcast. My name is John Eric Jardine. This is the first edition to the first season, and I'm very excited to introduce my first guest. Ethan Holzer is a friend who, upon reaching out to fellow contacts, immediately rose to the occasion. I'm very grateful for his willingness to come on to the podcast and share his mind on some topics that I think are really relevant to today's world. Permaculture designer by day and master of ceremonies by night, Ethan works hard to implement sustainable farming and forestry practices in the U.S., but found that socioeconomic and political obstacles drained his energy and now lives and works in Colombia, focusing on community-scale food systems and spiritual healing using an understanding of internal alignment to implement material changes in the world. Using the cycles of giving to and receiving from our ecology, Ethan dedicates his work to sustaining life through the practice of gratitude and acceptance. Some of the topics we discuss are permaculture, therapeutic environmental interactions, reintegration of lives with cycles of creation, abundance, and scarcity, ecological consciousness, human leadership in the biological realm, balance of nature, intentions and unintended consequences in conservation, community action, getting out of your own way, shadow side of individual accomplishment and the anxiety of fulfillment, healing and accepting change, the mentality of scarcity, loosening the grip on understanding and control, environmental guilt, contributing to society, inevitability of pain and the choice of suffering, the idea of ownership, going inside the final frontier, and much more. Just a note, we recorded this way back in July. Uh, The reason I did not publish the first episode is that I got it into my head that I should try and schedule a few more episodes before truly launching the podcast. Uh, I ended up getting swept up by other responsibilities, and the Eco Psychology Project quickly made its way to the back burner, where it stayed pretty much untouched until now. I've decided to change my approach and go ahead and publish this while simultaneously inviting more guests onto the podcast. I hope you enjoy this first episode. Ethan and I had a great time recording. The conversation was fairly organic and we covered a lot of ground, really diving into the personal experience of one's own nature as a key to not only wellness, but also to increase our effectiveness in the world. I'll be spending some time planning future episodes and for now expecting to have something published about once a month with the intention of increasing the frequency to twice a month. So without further ado, here is Ethan Holzer. Thank you, um, Ethan, for joining me. Uh, We've been talking about this for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, I guess now, huh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're finally making it happen. Yeah, for everyone listening, uh, this is Ethan Holzer. And I'll give a proper uh, introduction um, that will come before this. Um, But I figured, you know, we don't have much time. You're down there in uh, Colombia and uh, we have a bit of a time difference. um, And so I thought we could just move right into it um, and get going and just uh, let things unravel as they do. So um, yeah, uh, I just wanted to start with, you know, Ethan, we've, we've known each other for a while. Uh, we, we both grew up in Seattle, um, mutual friends. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I think I've probably first met you on the ski slopes up there in the mountains. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, that, some foraging missions, all sorts. Yes, yes, indeed. All the seasons, uh, I, I somehow tend to find you. Yeah, and we've also found ourselves, uh, you know, over the years doing, I think, similar work or similar paths in um, in our work and, and what we've decided to or decidedly uh, dove into. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, that's part of the reason that you're uh, here on this podcast uh, tonight um, is, you know, I, I have a vague idea of what you've been up to. And, and we've every time we find ourselves both in Seattle um, and we get together, we, we, we just spark these great conversations. Um, and, um, you know, I think this is a chance for us to really uh, get more into what you have been up to and what you um, have been dedicating your, your work to and, and the evolution of that work and, and the way you think about it. So um, I, I wanted to just start with um, asking you if, if you could just share a little bit about um, your background. Um, and I know I've already mentioned that you grew up in Seattle, um, but if you want to just start there. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's a pleasure to be here speaking with you. Like when there's a will, there's a way we made it, we made it happen. We can, we want to. And so we do. Um, yeah. Seattleite raised in a beautiful little neighborhood running around with kids, hippie parents from the East coast. Um, yeah, I'm a single child and always out in the natural world, building things with my hands. And that's progressed into like permaculture and different types of therapeutic environmental interaction, meditations with nature and, and being present in a natural way in our human society and bringing those lessons, those energies, the wisdom of the land and reintegrating our lives as human beings back with those cycles of creation and destruction and abundance and, and of lack sometimes, but with gratitude and awareness of the ways in which we're interacting with our surroundings in any given moment is really where the tires hit the pavement of all of this philosophy, all these amazing spiritual paths and directions and advices that we generate in ourselves or share with others it's really about the application in any given moment of how you hold yourself within yourself how you hold your relationship with your neighbors maybe they're playing loud music and watching columbia win the, the cup <laughs> and everyone's dancing around maybe like it's a tree with a bird's nest in it or like a river full of fish and salamanders like how do we resonate with our neighbors and in a harmonious way with peace and with love and with joy? Mm. Yeah. Perpetuate that. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, we're cutting, we're cutting right to the bone. Um, this is great. I, you know, uh, a, a big part of what, you know, I, I'm hoping to do here is, is really talk about that. It, the, the, how, different people and in, 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 in their work um, uh, understand the experience of what they are 
doing in, in any in any sort of um, capacity, uh, really describing that um, where the rubber hits the road, um, and you know, you are in Colombia, and we've got we've got some music in the background to really emphasize that. Um, it, and so let's just jump to that, Ethan. Um, where are you in Colombia, um, and and why are you in Colombia? Wow, yeah. So I'm in uh, Cabañas de Buritaca. It's the mouth of the Buritaca River here in the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta in Magdalena, the Colombian coast of, you know, the, the Caribbean coast of Colombia, excuse me. So there's a, a beautiful mountain range with glaciers and it comes all the way down this cascade of ecosystems to the sea. Um, and there's a beautiful beach of a very powerful sacred river and vibrant community of, of what, what the best Colombia has to offer. It's, it's a really beautiful bunch of people, hippie kogis from Bogota who've moved here 30 years ago and have grown up living with indigenous people in the mountains. This whole town was built on drug money from mostly marijuana, but also cocaine exports in the 70s before everyone got displaced by basically u.s funded glyphosate spraying all over the sierra nevada here in an attempt to kill coca crops um in the war on drugs but what ended up just wiping out all the cultivations of, of food and safe water and primary rainforest to protect the waters and protect the rivers and the soil from eroding and there was a a very near desertification process that that could have run away here and um, the land came back to the indigenous people as in the high mountains there are kogis, arhuacos, wiwas um, and they are caring for the land they're doing their work and showing us how to how to play our little part and help in the ways that we can um so yeah buritaka is the land is calling the conservationists earth warriors whatever you want to call it people who have a consciousness of integrating our systems with with the ecology around us and and building an ecological consciousness that that allows us to take our role of leadership within the biological realm and help promote life and diversity and abundance. You know, it, it, it kind of reminded me of um, some of the parallel histories, uh, the actions that were taken um, in, you know, all over the world, the, these decisions that were made in, in sort of a, um, a myopic lens right a, a decision to try to mm. solve to solve one problem but but then ultimately created you know this uh blooming and and spreading of of catastrophic um problems to come and you know uh yeah with with, with some of the a little bit of time that i spent in hawaii it reminded me of all the um during the world war ii all of the mm. um Seeds. Atomic testing or? Well, no, um, in, in order to sort of camouflage uh, a lot of the 
um, military uh, presence on uh, the big island, Hawaii Island, uh, planes dropped just uh, uh, billions of seeds uh, to create like fast growing growth, but these were introduced um, species. Um, and it, it, it's just like the, the cons conservation efforts today are, um, you know, are just overwhelmed with, with now the, you know, this, the, the, the growth that has come from that, uh, you know, uh, many decades later. Um, yet, you know, there is this resurgence of what I would call community action uh, to um, restore and regenerate a, a native plant and, and flora um, uh, ecosystem. One, one that, that is um, rhythmic, uh, you know, to the, to the island and, and its, its ability to produce abundance for, for all. Um, and yeah, so I, I guess, you know, I wondered if, if you wanted to talk a little bit more specifically about some of that, the work that you've been involved in, um, however, you know, diverse that work has been, or, or um, you know, it sounds like there's a number of things you, you have been doing um, and been integrating uh, different types of work. Um, yeah, if you could speak a little bit about that. Nice, yes, I'd love to. Uh, your response brought up a bit of a, a quandary for me around introduced species, invasive species, colonial mentalities, and the balances of nature. So they're, they're, the, the delicacy of various ecosystems is, is astounding in, in, their, in their balances that they, that they attain, such that they become vulnerable to, to influences from, from non-endemic sort of genetics. And this often can cause catastrophic loss of, of native life forms and lack of and la a loss of diversity and, and even balance or resilience within the system. But that's the process that's been going on across the entire world as life diversifies and is constrained by the, con by the conditionality of, of the material world. And so how do we assist that process in the most beneficial way without sort of getting in the way? Is it a fatalist mm. perspective of, of live, and, live and let die? Or is there an active role in conservation? Because so many conservation efforts mm -hmm. end up having unintended consequences. Right. And not that it's not to be done, but all of our actions, the intentions are really important. Like we could load a lot of those fucking same planes up with seeds and be dropping them a lot more consciously in all sorts of parts of the world. You know, we don't have to just drop seeds in wartime. Mm -hmm. We can, uh, we can do that right now in our own backyards. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I just read a headline about, um, you know, the need to uh, plant more trees in, in areas that are um, suffering desert desertification um, and how the demand is there and there's, there's even, there's even funding for it, but there's a lack of seeds. No one's, no one's been collecting, uh, and gathering seeds, uh, for, you know, specific regions. Um, and, you know, I think you're right in terms of like what, you know, when we are seeing these problems and we're seeing them clearly and we're gathering, 
the data that, that is showing us, you know, what exactly is happening and, and, and changing in our environments. Um, how do we how do we choose and, and commit uh, to actions that that will have um, the results that we want and we desire um, for mm. our future? Um, and, you know, that's it's it's often something a type of, um, you know, uh, a, a struggle of, of knowing how to interpret uh, data and models of, of what is the most effective. And, you know, it's something that like, one thing that I, I really want to, to know is, you know, from what you were sharing about um, how things could have easily become, uh, you know, awashed uh, where you have been living, um, what prevented that? What, what has, is it a success story? And, and if so, how has it been a success story? Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's a great, it's a great success around here and it's people, people care. Um, the enough people care, the right people care and people who, who actually do something care. Mm. And so just where we start, like, as close to home as you can like there's this idea of nimbyism of not in my backyard if you know you can dump those toxic wastes wherever but i don't want to see it i don't want it to affect my kids my security bubble of my inheritance whatever it might be and i say envy like in your backyard like mm. that's where you start conservation work the seeds that's where the seeds come from and if we realize that this whole earth is our backyard and we're just a, like a tenant that has some obligation to respect the space and maybe even steward a little bit then the, the whole the whole world will improve greatly in order and function and resilience and uh, who knows spiritual productivity if that's what it's supposed to do mm -hmm. um and so i guess it's like if you often just get out of your own way and don't do anything you're doing the best thing and and the action the answer is inside of us look at this pandemic it slowed everyone down a lot mm -hmm. and we're starting to have some time to reflect and realize that we don't need to be rushing so much where are we rushing to it's time to just sort of look around us get in touch with what's really going on mm. and plan some some steps some baby steps yeah i I really resonate with that. Um, there was, you know, I had an experience um, in a uh, my master's program, and we were we were going over the uh, different um, steps uh, that make up the scientific method, um, and you know, it it, it I found that. Um, I, I had this, this, this friction while we were going over it, you know, in terms of um, how much time that we were spending on the first steps. And I, I'm a big fan of the scientific method. I, 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 uh, I try to um, embody the, that method just in, my, um, in the way that I conduct myself, um, the way that I in, in relation uh, to the world around me. Um, but I've, I've really been focused on this slowing down. Um, and you know, the first, the first steps are observation uh, and inquiry. 
And, you know, if, if we can take those first steps and, and create sort of the analogy around um, human development and, you know, these, these stages of um, early development, right. Where as, as young, as younglings, as, as little um, kids, you know, one of the things that is really important in terms of a space that we are holding for children is a, a, a space in which one feels safe enough to um, be able to explore um, their environment and, and do so in, in a way that is, you know, one of wonder and curiosity. Um, you know, inquiry is, is sort of the way I see that. And, mm. and I, I've, you know, I, I agree like this, this pandemic, as soon as it, as soon as it started happening, I, I could immediately identify it because it, it, it reminded me of, you know, many of the um, sort of uh, cultural, uh, cross-cultural descriptions of, you know, the, um, rites of passage and, and the, the threshold of entering um, the world in between worlds in which we are not, mm. we're, we're not, you know, we are neither uh, what we were before and we are neither what we are to become, but we are um, suspended in, in, a, in a moment of timelessness. And, and it's a moment to uh, recognize and identify um, and, and sit with, uh, you know, who we were and, and what we are and what we are becoming. Um, yeah, and so I just, I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, and I, I think that that's been, and it's sort of what I observe um, here, you know, back, back in Seattle, back in this, this, this economically sort of thriving, bustling, um, everyone reaching and reaching for a, a, a individualistic um, accomplishment. Um, in, in one's life and career is this almost a, a, you know, there was a fear, there was a, there was an anxiety around what am I supposed to do with myself in this space? Um, yes. And yeah, I, I wondered if, you know, you, you talk, you know, I know that you've been doing, um, working in, in sort of this, the, the realm of, of, of healing. Um, and what, what do you, I don't know, what do you have to say around um, what that anxiety is and, and why it's a source of, of fear for, for so many? Hmm. To want to, we want to play our part. We're called to serve in this world and it pleases us to serve and it's our, it's our purpose. We love to feel the fulfillment that comes from uh, you know, manifesting what we're, the lessons we're meant to learn in this lifetime on this planet. That's why everything is the way it is every moment because we're meant to experience that and feel that and be present through the discomfort so that we can grow and learn to be better mm. every day. And that's what healing is, is cha accepting change and, and with graciousness and the, the utmost gratitude and just love and respect for the, the, our ability to change and the, and the, and that we get to, and that we can't know what's about to happen, that we can't expect what it's going to be like, and we'll never understand it afterwards. But it doesn't matter. It's just about surrendering to that process of, of transformation of energies and the light that comes from the unknown, from the void, 
to be birthed into this world as a new way of being mm. that hasn't met yet to manifested yet just like everything in life is a manifestation of the great unknown of the great spirit and so by not even defining that or holding on to that we allow that progression and flow of, of resilience and presence to, to continue to manifest itself um and it's just a, an internal mind state, really, of allowing that and accepting that presence with the, yeah, with the greatest grace, gratitude, peace, and optimism, having beautiful thoughts of faith and joy and like love and, and expressing that is how we, we feed ourselves, our own hearts, how we feed the social network around us and the spirits, the gods, ancestors, and and we're channeling that divine earth energy through our bodies, our energies, our chakras, whatever you want to call it, our actions and our words into what we, the resonance that we want to, to impart, the frequency that is our, you know, our, what we're evoking and what we're invoking into the, into the space of the world. It's our legacy. And the vibration that we create is simultaneously affecting all of the points around it and resonance. So just by doing that internal work, we're, we're healing the world. We're healing our ancestral line. We're healing all our past traumas, our children, our children's children, all the, the plants and animals and minerals and spirits that they interact with. And just being aware of, of everything and so grateful of everything that's come to be in just the way that allows us to be who we are in this moment. Um, and that's unique to every person, their experience. And it's all good. Yeah. How, how would you, you know, in terms of for, you know, for people, I think sometimes it can be hard, especially when you know, I, I find for myself, you know, I, I, um, I'll get really, uh, absorbed by my, my, my work, my many projects, my, you know, my training, my running, my, um, my day job, my, all these ideas that I have. And, you know, what is the, what is a practice or what is, what is, you know, you know, I, I, for everyone, it's probably different, but, how you know with all that you've described and in, in 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 that and and what um how we can come to a place in our own life a place that is um always there and always with us um that we can we can find that source and we can we can um move from that place um in what we do and, and how we are approaching this ever-changing world um, how do we, how do we make sure that, that we're, we're practicing that? What is the practical approach um, to that? Wow. Um, I have, I have an answer. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy for me to say these things sitting on a beach in Colombia, uh -huh. listening to ranchero music, right? 
<laughs> I know that there's avocado season. There's mountains of avocados and mangoes everywhere. Like, it's easy to say that and feel that from a place of abundance. Mm-hmm. And it's the mentality of scarcity that is causing anxiety mm-hmm. and fear and isolationism in people. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a mentality. You can have it in the middle in a pile of mangoes. Like, it's all, it's, it's just a mentality. But um, it's about being in touch with that sense of, of abundance and right now is enough. And my consciousness or my personal growth right now and what I can do right now is enough. That lets us keep taking the next step. Because, yeah, damn straight it gets hard. And there's, there's, it's, it's all a test this world. It's all what we're, we're given, what we're ready to handle by the universe when it's, when it's our time. And it's, it's beautiful that way. Um, but I guess, uh, I have a little story. I, I got to, to drive a big group of, of Kogi women, grandmothers, mothers, daughters, um, from the mountains to this wonderful place I was working and they were all weaving their mochilas, the baskets that is the woman's work. It's the womb of the universe. It's the meditation of stitching one thread at a time and weaving that, that womb of of divine creative energy, that container that that holds that life force. And talking about the meditations and the, the philosophies that they carry while they're doing that work. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because the there was like a series of translations and, and people asking questions. And the, the way that the questions were being asked and the way that they were being answered, the perspective that they were taking was what really, I don't know, defined the conversation for me. Because it's not a practice. It's just a presence. Like, you don't have to try to silence your thoughts or count to 10 while you're holding your breath. They're like, I mean, yeah, it's great. And it's all, it's all practice. But, like, her life, this grandmother who was speaking, just reflected beautiful thoughts all of her experiences her interaction with the natural world what she did on a day-to-day basis was a beautiful spiritual dance with the natural world that she lived in so of course when she's working her beautiful thoughts will be oh am i climbing up the mountain am i going to get these herbs or like maybe it's the day to go to the river and lay by the rocks and do a pagamento and give some love back to the earth like it's and, and we can do that in the city. We can bring that mentality and that gratitude back to, to anywhere that we are in any given moment. And it's not, it's not unnatural, our lives. It's, mm. it's a part of the same organic manifestation that all life is, whether it be, yeah, biologic or mineral or technological or other realms of, that we don't even have as much contact with. It's, it's all a part of our journey and the lessons that we're receiving if we, if we listen inside of us mm. to what we feel and are brave enough to feel it. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hurtful sometimes to see what we've done to our mother, to see the pollution, to see global warming, oceanic sea rise, big hurricanes coming in, like food scarcity drought, things like this, it's hard to feel that. And the human suffering, animal suffering, planet suffering, that goes along with that. 
And that's our work to, to transmute these challenging energies, these toxic energies through our hearts into mm. a, a beautiful manifestation of, of potential and life because the renewal powers of this world are beyond our conception. And it happens without us trying so hard. You just kind of have to loosen your grip on understanding and control and the answers present themselves. It's kind of like, it's, it's like, you know, I'm not saying like give up faith, but it's like you do everything you can. And when you've, you've given up faith, the answer comes, but only because of all the work that you put in, because you worked so hard that you got to the point where you couldn't even sustain that with your energy. But that's pagamento. That's giving your love and your energy mm. and your creative force to the world through your will, through your, just your yearning through feeling that pull to be, to be called to do something in this world, to change it for the better. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wanted, I want to talk about uh, guilt and, you know, this, uh, I, I read recently, um, and this is a, this is a over sort of generalization sweeping statement um, that, you know, uh, uh, Western um, cultures, though, those that were um, sort of born and developed and, and grew out of uh, Europe um, have a, you know, what we consider sort of more of a individualistic uh, mindset or psychology, uh, you know, coming from a place of, of um, thoughts about um, one's, one's self and identity of one's oneself um, versus an identity of how one relates to others um, and mm. in relation to other uh, entities, other things. Um, and, you know, one of the distinctions that, that comes with that categorically is, is a, that has been sort of observed and studied is a difference between uh, guilt and shame and that shame tends to be born out of, um, you know, cultures, and uh, you know, in which you are, you do something that that goes against sort of the normative values of, of that culture, um, and and then thus one feels shame. So it's about how um, how one is uh, in relation to others, and and then there's uh, guilt, which seems to be something more that is that is felt and experienced by um, those who have more of a, a, a psychology of. Um, you know, Western uh, culture, society, and, and it, it's more sort of this uh, framework of, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing what I should be doing, or I did something, you know, wrong in, um, in my own sort of my life. Um, and, you know, you mentioned earlier this, this, this thing about like, we have to, we have to feel as if we are enough or that we are doing enough. Um, and, you know, this, I, I, I see a lot of like, I, I really, you know, when, when you talk about not, it's not about losing faith um, as we, as we are, we have to open our, our hearts to, what is happening around us and seeing and hearing all over the news of, of um, how 
uh, the environment is degrading, how climate is changing, um, and sort of the crisis alert that is, um, you know, our everyday lives. And, and, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of guilt that's coming with that, you know, people feeling and, and holding on to this, this feeling of, um, I'm not doing enough, or I'm not, I'm not, I'm contributing to these problems and, and a sense of helplessness. Um, but I, mm. I really like what you, you said, because I, I, I I believe this too of, of, um, you know, we, there, there's, there's such an unknown there. There's so much that we don't, we don't know what the outcome is. And, and, and we, there, there, there's nothing necessarily to say that, you know, that we are heading towards a kind of sort of Armageddon, but it, but it's certainly, you know, in the, in the conversations I have and, um, and, and people I meet and, and, you know, whenever sort of the topic comes up about, you know, what, what is, you know, are, is there a, a better future ahead of us or is there a worse future? You know, there's a lot of sort of heads that hang low. Um, but, mm. but I, you know, I agree with you in the sense of like, it, it's not to, you know, we shouldn't be spreading a kind of guilt about, um, you know, someone who's, who's working, you know, a tech job or someone who's, who's doing something that, that maybe doesn't seem like it's, you know, enough. Um, because, you know, I think there's humility in, in coming from an approach of, of, well, I'm, I'm doing what I can and I'm doing my best and I'm doing, yes. what, I, I'm doing what I know how to do. And that is, that's something that is, contributing to something and even if you don't know how it is and even if no one knows how it is it's something yes yes so just one thing that that sparks immediately is that like the around contributing to a society that you see having uh, having unpleasant consequences for its own future and that of the world that sustains it is mm -hmm. what we're often losing our sort of faith over and and often get down on ourselves for contributing to a system that has those. You know, I didn't like that the United States tax dollars were paying for the glyphosate to throw on the heads of indigenous people in the mountains above me 20 years ago, but I didn't have a say in it necessarily. So what do we have sort of authority and control and agency over mm -hmm. in our day-to-day lives and so what is guilt if not a call to action albeit suppressed by societal conditions and conditioning but it should be heard as such mm. and celebrated and acted upon mm. and felt that's the reason we're feeling that there's a reason we feel like we should do some more and we should do something because we should because we're right so like mm. and and just plant that seed that that's what you're, you're going to listen to your heart and you can let that through because the pain and the and the 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 sh I guess the shame that's that that starts to come, it's like pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Yeah, and pain can transmute and heal us, and we walk through the fire, we come out clean if we're aligned. And whatever it's going to take away from us, let it because that's not really us, anyways. Yeah, and so like what can what can guilt do what can lust do what can greed do what can shame do what can anger and all these challenging emotions as well do we can we're allowed to feel that 
and express that in whatever is the most healthful way for us, ideally through our transmuting through our own energy, we're in alignment. But the natural world is a wonderful aid for doing that as well. If we go to a tree and give it a hug, we go to the waters and let something go from our fingers, from the cotton, from whatever the seed or whatever it is that we're, we're giving through ourselves, through our words and our songs, our prayers, and, and, and this, yeah, and our, our feelings, even just feeling it brings it out and brings it up. And that's all people are like, oh, it's toxic energy, it's chova, but it, it, it can affect the people around us. If we spread it out through our hearts and our words to, to people around us, of course, we'll all share those vibrations and it'll keep, get these feedback loops and these, what do they call it, when the echo chambers essentially um, that we're experiencing these days. Mm. But find the channel, find the portal ground, put the root in and know that that she can transmute all of that. Like it's all, say, it's all compost. So let that shit go. Like mm. she knows how to transmute that energy better than we ever can. And we're all doing the same work, but let's help each other out. Let's share the burden, let's share the work, and let's share the bounty. And that's why we plant seeds. That's why we guard seeds, not just to harvest them, not not we do the right thing because it's the right thing to do not because we're going to go to heaven or get a pat on the back or a cookie at the end of the day it's because it's uh, it's the right thing and it feels good to do and so we plant the seed yeah not for the fruit but just to sustain all of life on earth to continue right Right. Why would you plant a tree up in the mountains that you're not going to cut down for wood why would you go plant so you know it'll make the stream come back but not even for that just because that tree has a life and is life and we're life and we share our vibration of life energy and its creative force to perpetuate that and diversify that because it's good yeah yeah i think this that so david white the poet i, I don't know if are you if you're familiar uh -huh. with um you know he, he has a uh, a poem about guilt and you know, he says that guilt, you know, if it wasn't for guilt, then we wouldn't have a second chance. Mm. What, if, because we would never, we would never have that feeling of there's something, here, you know, that it's an indicator, right? You know, it, guilt. It's a calling in. Guilt, it's like guilt. a calling in to the point that yeah. needs healing. It's what allows the, the, the grandfather a second chance of being a father. You know, and and it's you know if, if he's if he's has felt guilty about the way he raised his son, well now he's got a second chance to help raise his grandson, you know differently. Um, and I think that you know th I mean this really gets at the heart of it. And I, what you just said was so beautiful. Um, and you know the the opening of that heart, opening of our heart, is is to say. Is to say, I'm not going to try to solve the problems. I'm going to do what feels right. And problems may mm. be solved through that. Mm. But, but that's not, you know, that's not necessarily the objective. It's, it's. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And not and, the specific problem we set out to solve, even if it solves other problems. Yeah. Or not right. doing it from a problem solving perspective or even right. an obligation or a compulsion. It's just flowing with what you feel and trusting that you are right and you are God and all of your like everything that's brought us to be here is allowing us to do what we feel right in our hearts. We might not agree with everyone else. That's fine. They're doing what feels right in their hearts and learning their lessons. Mm -hmm. And there's no judgment. There's no worries. We're just, we can just maintain our own energies and our own space and, and keep that clean, go in, go inside and maintain our own cleanliness, our own order, our own civility and self-love and respect humility humanity mm. and being able to cleanse our own waters purify our own spirit to maintain our own sacred fire so that the energy that we're sharing and imparting is beautiful and of light and of love and any energy that we receive we can transmute that through our our energetic field and and bring it into a higher vibration Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, I really, I really think that there's, um, that this is a big aspect of, of healing and there's such an important message there. Um, and, and I think, I think so much about education. I think so much about, you know, this, something that, that, you know, for many can feel hard to, 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 to sense in themselves because, you know, for, for whatever reason, um, but, you know, setting, setting off on the right, on the right track, um, from an early age and, and, you know, education is all about, it's all about drawing out. It's all about bringing out what's already there, what's already inside you know, and that's, that's really the, the root of, of the sort of the, um, uh, epistemology of of um, of that word, and I, I, yeah, I've just it, it's given me a lot of hope, Ethan. Hearing hearing um, hearing what you have to say and talking and talking with you because it's um, I think sometimes um, that message can get really drowned out, and but I think it's such a beautiful activism, um, a form of, of of activism that is a form of um, of healing in, in a way that, um, you know, I think through history has proven to be so effective in, in humanity. Um, and it's, it's just great. It's just great to hear that, that you are, you know, you're, that you found a, um, a way to act from this place and, and to, to thrive in it and, and to, um, be amongst, uh, communities that, that's, that embody it and, share that space um and i think it's you know i know that you talked about sort of the frustrations of of trying to do this kind of work um back here um and you know i, I guess i wonder um you know looking i don't know if this is going to be a fair question for you or not but to put you on the spot of uh, just you know mm -hmm. I, I wonder i wonder for you if do you, do you see yourself you know someday um, you know, coming to Seattle or, or coming to, you know, to the United States and, and, 
and taking the, the wisdom um, of, of what you've been learning and, and doing um, and, and seeing if there's a way to, to, uh, to share that here. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Put me on the spot. That's yeah. Beautiful sentiments. Um, so how do we perpetuate that? How do we pass, carry the torch, carry the seed Pass. Yeah. Pass the torch, plant the seed, ignite uh, the curiosity and introspection and love of others. And, and yeah, cultivate, how do we cultivate that? And, Mm. And what is our form of cultivation these days? I don't know. More conventional agriculture likes to rip things up and cut things down and trench the furrow things and, and make it a fallow sort of kind of slash and burn or kind of an open and closing, but it's, how do you really cultivate? How do you propagate? What's your, are you opening the land? Are you cutting? Or are you like stretching? Are you weaving? Are you ducking and, and, you know, are you planting? And I think the ways that humanity has cultivated its own energies and its own relationship with the natural world is indicative of, of that evolution and brings back to early in the conversation, you were talking about European mentalities, having more of this, um, maybe a masculine energy of like, uh, draw linearity or dry uh, goal-driven mentality or uh, the idea of accomplishment mm-hmm. um, and and how it's manifesting rather than just channeling that innately feminine divine creative energy and and accepting that that, that mentality of abundance versus that mentality of scarcity and finding the balance between them but I guess like when, when humans first started conglomerating into various societies and cultivating the land, learning how, which trees they would like to eat and which cereal crops they might want to grow. And, and then it sort of started to become this intentional cultivation where you'd, as soon as you had your own plots of land, that was sort of your plot or your family's plot and you owned that land and you were sowing your seed in that land. And, and I don't know where that transition happened, but it's the idea of, of ownership. It's the attachment to anything material in this world as ours, as identifying with or defining ourselves to, with or against. And it's just saying that something is is something that's not you we, we can say i am but that's about all we can say and and until we until we sort of realize to look through ourselves and 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 involute our energy through our ourselves instead of projecting it outwards then we can really start to use our our various energy fields more effectively from the inside like we are these big puppet marionette things but Mm. if we live outside of ourselves we won't have access to that all that intricate machinery that 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 we can we can experience and and interact with the world through um i kind of lost the plot there for a second but um i I was i was following it (laughs) (laughs) that thread went off um 
Well, it, it reminded but, me of this this uh, this time this, this. I remember once eating a banana and uh, over in uh, in Hawaii, and and I put the banana down. I had to go do something, and I came back, and there were lo and behold uh, ants crawling all over <laughs> this, this my my banana. And and I remember, oh, oh man, yeah, yeah. And I remember <laughs> exactly. I, and I remember like standing there in in a, in a, in a flash of just like. Uh, you know, an, an annoying, just feeling feeling annoyed and and um, frustrated because I'm like, man, these these ants—they're on my banana. And then all I, all of a sudden, just like this light bulb went off, and I'm like, wait a second, my banana? That's <laughs> our banana, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that that flip of perspective, like I think it was sort of one of the first times that I just like I realized that this, you know, the idea of the self is is you know one of the most like one of the strongest illusions that I've, I've ever quite uh, discovered, um, you know, and you talked about sort of the, you know, we are just these puppets with the, you know, but, but if we learn how to, to, to use all the, the, the mechanisms that sort of make up what we are, um, you know, truthfully, um, then, wow, you know, what, what potential there is in one's life. Mm. yeah that's the final frontier is really going inside you've got most of the coordinal directions in the outside and then there's the the yeah there's our spirit our heart our it's a, it's a whole world of infinite depth where all of the ancient masters have refined their their wisdom and their skills and where we can interact with all of the the knowledge and the universe which is only what we know of and is constantly unfolding and we create as we discover. So that's the wellspring of, of abundance is our own spirit mm. and our ability to be in touch with that and give ourselves the space to do that, to do that work or the so, conditions or whatever it might be. Just, uh, you know, forgive ourselves for being human and that that's what we're called here to do because it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a waste of time. It's not like you know. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's good. It's a. It's you know. I, I try to. I try to feel gratitude every day of of the gift of being human and just all that I am capable of. And yeah, and I wanted to get back to you know when you said you know you sort of lost it, lost that the thought or or you know a tan tangented to a. <laughs> a a, a deeper thought, uh, but yeah, just, you know, in terms of what you are, what you have sort of, you know, in terms of your gratitude of, of what the work that you've been doing um, and how you've been living of, of how you, if you have a, a sense of, um, um, you know, what where you're going to bring that work next or or if this is if 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 you don't even think about it if it's something that you just it doesn't even cross your mind or 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 does it hmm um well columbia helps you live in the moment for sure everything's just changing all the time and i've just learned that if you make a plan it's going to change so you might as well make it so that it can just change and the things will happen. Like just start, yeah. do what you can with what you have, where you are. And, and then the rest will follow. And, 
and it's just opening to that flow state that we initiate through our action and whatever that might be, but heartfelt action and conscious action and and it's it's whatever resonates with you and we have all these more mediums than we've ever had at our disposal we've got shovels we've got instagram accounts we've got amazing varieties of, of seeds and and the ability to communicate with people and you know it's and all of that you don't need the shovel you can do it with a stick you don't need a cell phone our our consciousness taps into all of the wisdom of the entire universe so like it's just a tool, mm-hmm. but you don't need it. You can do it, work inside of our parts all the time. And that's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. That it's all, we're all accountable for our own healing. And, you, you know, you can't do anything more. You can't even help other people, even if you want to. Like, you can enable people and empower people. But everyone's accountable to themselves and their own journey and their own work. And, you know, even if you could take someone's pain away or, or something like that's their medicine to do their growth and their work. And why, who are we to feel it for them? Even if we are empathic and open to, well, like, you know, just, just do our part. And when we get to, it's like, when we find a deeper level, we can go into that and leave other, you know, leave people to do their, their other work. There's, we're, we're all in these different layers of, of circle. You know, sometimes you, you don't do the same things you did in the past. The new species evolve in the world. Like the old is left behind. And that's a big lesson is to love and embrace death and accept change and be chain, body change in the world right now because we need it so much. And we are that. And if we do it consciously and peacefully and lovingly, then we'll manifest that which, which we most believe in and leave a legacy that, that we're proud of and be able to be worthy of being ancestors of, of future generations, mm. of warriors of light and of peace and in a, in a loving and prosperous world. So our actions in any given moment are affecting that future if we choose for them to yeah i so i know it's um i know it's starting to get you know pretty late ethan uh especially for you but i i did want to ask about you know we were going to do this um we were going to try to have this conversation last week but then um you, you gave me a heads up that there was sort of a I can't remember if you said it, it just sort of it was a spontaneous uh, event or uh, i don't know if it was something planned um, but you, you said you were going off on a ceremony and I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure to ask you before, um, you know, I, I let you go and we, we wrap things up here, but I, if, if you, if you could describe, um, if, if, if you're feeling open to sharing, um, what that was and, and what that experience um, was, I, 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 I just want to get like, I want to kind of dive into your world and, and what it's like and, and describing, you know, this, you know, I, I think, you know, for many, it, it, it's a, it's a world that is, it's a world that's hypothetical to, to, to many people. And, and, but you, you're, you're living this, this life somewhere. Um, 
that I, I just want to hear some some more specifics about it. And, and I thought perhaps you could share what that experience was. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so the ceremony was a Temascal ceremony, um, a sweat lodge, uh, EP, uh, a, uh, yeah, a sweat, sweat lodge ceremony of heating rocks in a fire, using them to, to hold the space, heat the space, impart their energy, energy of fire through them, through the abuelos, and to us through the four doors um, of, of the four cardinal directions and colors and giving our, our prayers to the land of what we want to receive in this life and letting go of that which we're ready to release and move on from. Um, so I just, you know, it, the universe gives you what you're ready for when, you, when you're ready for it. And you kind of got to wait to be asked rather than, it's hard to be patient, you know? Mm. Um, so I had the amazing opportunity of being able to build the Temascal Temple in Gitana del Mar. It's a beautiful beach resort, a healing center in Buritaca, in Colombia and held a ceremony for all the staff and all the people who do like therapeutic work and the family and, and then everyone there a month or two ago. Um, amazing friends, amazing people I've worked with and, and connecting with this, the world here, the spiritual world, the social worlds, the, the you know, the worlds of work and the, and the worlds of, of conservation and the indigenous communities. And, um, just doing my own work, living up in the mountains after that ceremony and just get a call of, oh, can you come do another ceremony in two days? It looks like there's a retreat here that, that wants to do one. So, okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, and so with my good friend Juan, we went up into the mountains um, to meet with his mama. The mama are the, the medicine men of the Kogis. They, they work with the energy of the landscape to do the pagamientos, exchange the energies on behalf of the community of humans with the greater ecological and spiritual communities. And, and they're, they're very subtle in their divination and in their pagamiento and in their auric readings or akashic read, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's a really beautiful process. So we climbed the mountain with uh, a couple people, his friend and his son, um, uh, to do some work with Mama Agustin. And it was a long night, um, good, good energy, good signs. Um, it really helped unblock me in moving forward with buying land here in Colombia. And with me feeling accepted to make my life here, my future, my progeny, my, my vibration, and this to be accepted and ask permission in this land to do that work um, and how. And so it gave some really solid answers for me on how to move on and what, what I was ready to let go of and give as well. Um, I'm all of myself, my dedication, but also all of my inhibitions and the things that have held me back, my doubts, my fears, my, my lapses in judgment or, you know, feelings of scarcity. 
Mm. And that's a great thing to give and sacrifice. We can make sacrifices all the time. It doesn't have to be the, our ideals. We don't have to compromise our morality in order to progress. We can, we can sacrifice that, those parts of ourselves which are ready to let go of. The fruit mm. falls when it's ripe and when it's ready. And so Mama Augustine also said that this is personal, but the, the owner's family was going through some changes. Her father passed away. And he was in the declining in health. And Mama Augustine said, it's time to help him let go of the things that he's holding on to in this world so that he can pass on. And that he can he can be free and and change his energy and move into the next world. And so the next day we came back down the mountain, big work. There was, there was a crazy healing ceremony of all these Germans that were bringing all these amazing energy practices up to the mountains to heal the kogis, whatever, whole nother thing. Uh, but we came back down, uh, and then set up the ceremony all day and set a lot of intention into it. And, you know, um, Santiago, Juan's friend came to help Juan and I in preparing and leading the ceremony and really set the space right. And um, a amazing group of women, all these like black women activists, super empowered doing education work or like self-healing work. I think it was called like self-care retreat or something, but really powerful goddess manifestation energy around community building and activism and self-care and self-love and it so brought me home to like seattle and to american culture and to the vibrance and life of like the heart of america and what people are doing on the ground to organize community and bring people together and it just passively was clear what was happening, what was the energy that was being charged up, cultivated. And it was, it was a, a resonant space of creative community engagement. Uh, and it was really hypercharging that type of energy. It was really cool. And the ceremony went very well, really strong song. They just took it away and were singing amazing. It was just beautiful ceremony and brought, brought it back to our calling in spirit, calling in our intentions, calling in what we're ready to let go of and what we're ready to receive and how to transmute that which we're ready to let go of in our body, in our heart, in our being, just as the body of the earth, the body of the universe is doing that. The spirit of the universe is doing that with and for us. And um, brought a lot of prayer to that and um, brought prayers for um, this man to let go of this world. And he passed away within an hour like, mm. of the ceremony ending in that time frame that we were closing the space and in a way that was beautiful. And he got to celebrate with his granddaughter and his whole family and live a beautiful long life and let go when it was his time. And props to everyone for seeing that's happening, acknowledge it, face the loss of we're, li we're losing something that we love, we're letting go of something that has been so close to us 
and given us so much sustenance and support and love and that it's it's ready to come together and celebrate the passing and transmutation of something into something new and he's always there through his daughter and his granddaughter and their few their family and all the the beautiful wisdom and love that he's imparted throughout his lifetime in the world so that energy is eternal and constantly changing and it's just about accepting that we are that change and we can let go of our identities and all of our conditioning and our physical bodies and, and all and keep and keep, maintain our spirit maintain our our love and our presence just yeah. through our actions and they're the cascading effects of them is there is a, a true vibrational energy Mm. And it'll be felt throughout the ripples of all the people we meet and talk to or look in the eye or have the chance to speak to and, and, and impart lessons on or be a father of or be a lover of or whoever, you know, like any or, or you know, catch that fish or plant the tree and climb it or whatever happens, the volcano that swallows your town. Who knows what it is, man? Like it's all interacting and it's all an exchange of creative and destructive energies. Um, yeah, well, Ethan, uh, it, it has been a, a delight and, and pleasure uh, to, to connect with you in this way. And I just have to say that, you know, you are, you, you speak with, with such, um, with such a, a resounding um, comfort uh, and, you know, I, I certainly, I already mentioned it once, but I'll mention it again. It, it really has been a comfort to talk with you. And, and, and I'm glad you shared that. I, um, you know, tomorrow is the um, three year anniversary of my, uh, my brother, my younger brother's passing. And, and so I'm going into a, you know, a, a day of, of celebration and, and memory um, and I just, I just really resonated with that, um, you know, the, the, the sense of carrying everyone with us and, 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 th and continuously through our lives and, and feeling, you know, the, 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 the sense of, the sense of sacrifice um, and, and what change comes from that and, and what transmutations, as you say, um, you know, bloom from that and, and I, I feel so much more um, ready for myself uh, to to uh, wake up tomorrow and, and uh, you know be with my family and, and and have a day of of, of celebration in, in his in his memory. Um, yeah. So um, thank you, thank you for sharing that uh, for for everyone, but also just personally for for myself. Wow, that's really big. Um... And such an honor. I'm glad we can, we can share words. We can share space. And yeah, it's, I'm comfortable here with you. I'm comfortable here in Colombia, man. That's allowing <laughs> me to really open my heart and speak my truth. And I can, thank you uh... for holding this space, this open, safe, resonant space to bring these energies forth and let them find their voice. And I'm coming back to see, I'll be back in August, man. Like, Oh, fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll be around. I, I'll bring the, 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 like you never captivate it, or kept capture it or put it into words and put it in a 
package and uh-huh. put it on a shelf but that's the whole thing that's the it's the feeling it that that and and every moment and dude i feel you brother i love you big blessings to you and your family here and beyond and i'm really um happy independence day <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>